Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. Congress, I, I think, if I remember correctly, yes. Also, a lot of our uh, listeners are pointing out Obama said jackasses. He called jackasses. That's, 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 that's not the same thing as the That is not. That's not. That's not the same. All right. Right now, it is eight o'clock, and it is time for this. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. And it's time for LB's greatest moments of the week. I didn't know oh. your point was. Uh, we got to get to LB's greatest moments. <laughs> There's of the only week. one big giant guy over there. You don't see him. You, I didn't know. You I, didn't know miss him. I, I didn't know what I you were. I thought pointing. I had to do the sports. I think I thought you were pointing because LB had passed out. I, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, I didn't know wait, what you were on, doing. Please. Let's do this before Hill Mill. <laughs> and now, still one of the biggest moments in radio history. The Hillman Morning Show presents. Great moment there, dumbass. LB's greatest moments of the week. Nothing changes. If nothing changes. Uh, all right. Time for LB's greatest moments of this past week. And we begin with number three this Friday, which is what, Chew? Uh, there was, uh, you know, I think we had a little discussion about this this morning, and LB always accusing you of being obsessed with the size of his penis. Correct, yes. Uh, LB allegedly, what, you you measured it this morning. Yes. Uh, but yesterday, he, um, he declared something that was both comforting and disturbing. Okay. Your infatuation uh, about <laughs> trying to convince the world I have a small penis. Well, no, we, I don't have to. Con- everybody's seen it. I mean, I, what they are, saw what the are you photo. Talking about you were able to couple. You, 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 you you're, never, you've never seen me with a boner. <laughs> oh, you're and saying, I thank God for you, that every day. <laughs> Again, yeah. you can take comfort in that, but also if you feel a little disturbed, that's okay. I can work on it. You want me to work no, on no, it right no. now? Don't no. work on anything down there. Uh, this kind of in the same vein. Is Number that the two? right thing to say? Number, Number two, two is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, ah. We were talking about uh, male enhancement. Okay. And uh, LB is a big uh, proponent of that. Okay. Again, that's why I, I, I love people that mock Viagra. <laughs> Guys that take Viagra are ready to roll all day, every day, 24-7. Uh-huh. That doesn't make it awkward at all. Oh. <laughs> What's awkward? How do you know that I take it? I, I know that you don't. I get a diamond cutter every time. Well, I can't see it. Oh, yep. yep. Money, no. Viagra. Yep. Love no. that company. Number one is uh, a, uh, Pfizer. Is the oh uh, Pfizer, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, number one is from a discussion about the uh, the pilots in uh, in England uh, who uh, were uh, supposed to go to oh, Dusseldorf, yeah. yeah, but ended up in Edinburgh, Scotland, <laughs> yeah. because they were given the wrong flight plan. Yes, the pilots, right, were given the wrong flight plan. <laughs> the plane landed. In Scotland, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be landing in Germany. Right. And, of course, the passengers were alarmed. Right. Uh, some of them chuckled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Lindy could not quite get that concept. <laughs> do, do planes not have compasses? Compasses. Well, well the uh, pro- a compass. It, it, yeah. wasn't a that compass. They were, it wasn't that they, the pilots thought they were going to, to, to Scotland. And they were the flight plan. No, I understand. Plan. I understand that. My uh, my question to you is: if there were, I, I thought a plane would have 
a legit compass. It on does, it. but when does. when you well, think when you well, think you're, you're driving, you're go- to f- if you're going the wrong way, the compass. They, they but didn't nobody know. knew they, they were going, didn't the, wrong know they were going the, the wrong way. If you looked at the compass, it well, would no. tell you. They you didn't, didn't know that. They Belligerent they were- buyers. They didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? It's like <laughs> if you were a trucker and you had to bring something to Toledo, but your boss told you to go to Chicago. Right. Yeah. They were told to go to the wrong place. Right. And if you had they a landed compass, at the wrong the airport. compass would be here to go to but the right place. They, they, but they, they don't were, know they the were right told place. to go they to Edinburgh. The right I, I get such a kick out of the fact that you guys can't wrap your head. So there's no windows in the plane. So let me... Let me let, no. Can we not? Let, you, you just, no, no. You I'm just going to say... I'm going to keep guy. it quick. I'm going to be in and out. You know, That's, you're sick. Yeah. Why don't you just pipe down? Okay. Oh. Yeah. So a guy that flies a Boston to Chicago route... Three days a week. Yep. Does he never look out of the window? No, he does. And know that he's not over Iowa? No, he does. Uh, but, but he was told and, and, to go to Chicago and, in that case. Yeah, no. I, I, I You don't know. Oh, do, what do they do? Go to sleep? No. No. You, so, I, so, you, just don't, you don't understand the story, LB. That's the problem. Uh, they were told I, to I go get, to Edinburgh. I get it. No, you don't. You don't. You really don't. And you're wearing a kilt, they which disturbs me every. We're talking about just, a Scotland story. Just, you're wearing a kilt. It, you still it, don't it, get it. It's amazing that you just believe in flying blind. No, they weren't oh flying own. blind. They were told to go to Edinburgh. Yes, but, but the passengers thought they were going to Dusseldorf because they were given the wrong flight plan. If this is futile. I, I again, you, you guys, again. you guys are just dopes. Oh, <laughs> we're okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, like no, I, 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 I won't sure. go. I won't go through it again. It's Thank like God. it's it's like halfway up ninety three north when you're supposed to be going to Newport on ninety <laughs> ninety five south. At what point don't you realize <laughs> I'm totally going the wrong way? To use your analogy, yes. if you got into the car and somebody said, "LB, we need you to drive right now to New Hampshire." Yes. And then you drove all the way to New Hampshire. Yeah. You had passengers in your car. Uh-huh. You arrived in New Hampshire. And your passengers said, hey, this trip was supposed to be to Newport. And you said, oh, I was told to go to New Hampshire. Uh-huh. How would a compass have helped? If there were three other people, like in a plane, there are three people or yeah. four people. You yeah. have a sem- semi-pilot, backup pilot guy, and then yeah. you get There's the two people. There's a regional carrier, so you yeah. only had yeah. two. I don't know. Yeah. You got like... Uh, four stewardesses. No. Yeah. Do you, do, do, do you think one of the Stewies might have looked out the window and said, <laughs> "This one, you know what? We're not, we're, 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 we're not going the right right way." Do you think somebody might say something to somebody? But they didn't know they weren't going the they right way. Know. How do they not know? Because they, they've given they, different oh people. Oh God! Just enough. Let's, let's, let's move on. I'm sorry. You're, you guys are dopes. <laughs> can we can we take LB up in a plane and blindfold him, and then we'll take the blindfold off and make him look down, and we'll say, "Where are you?" For, mm-hmm. First of all, Danielle. Yes. They, they, they spend two hours before the flight on a flight plan. That was the wrong one. Right. Do you think they didn't know where they were supposed to be going is my point. No. That was the oh, whole point. Hey, they on. were told that. Hold on. I'm, I'm this, supposed this to be. Ridiculous. This, our flight today this. is to Dusseldorf, but holy cow, I've got a No, they didn't plan. know it was going I've got to Dusseldorf. A flight. Oh, hold on. I got, you know, some nitwit wrote this other thing out where I'm supposed to fly to Scotland. But I'm supposed to go to Dusseldorf. No. You think somebody shouldn't ask <laughs> they someone? They showed up I'm thinking they had to go. Right now. Again. I feel like you're broadcasting from Dusseldorf. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs>
Are you, you guys, the mayor of Dusseldorf? You guys are lemmings. He's the mayor of oh, okay. Dusseldorf. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, right. no, that's a great story. He's right. a dope. <laughs> They're dopes. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry I included that. I shouldn't have. <laughs> What's wrong with uh, This is Mike. Mike is on the Framingham Ford studio line. Hello, Mike. Good morning. Hey, LB, you keep asking why the pilots weren't looking at the ground. What if it was cloudy out that day? What if it was cloudy and they went to Edinburgh? Yeah, no, I've never taken off from this airport before heading the wrong way. <laughs> Do you think when they when you land, they say, welcome to Edinburgh? Edinburgh. <laughs> Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Hey, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Uh, this is Eric. Hello, Eric. Hey, LB. Yeah, kid. So all these passengers went out and bought tickets. To Germany, yeah. It, yeah. But pilots don't wait for the passengers to get on the plane and say, "Hey, where are you going today?" Yeah, they get well, that doesn't that doesn't Ireland. Um, that doesn't create a lot of confidence if you're getting on the plane and the pilot says, "So where can I look at right. your ticket? Where yeah, are we going?" Headed. Right. But don't they I mean, usually uh, do that? Uh, your flight today <laughs> to Edinburgh will take so and so many hours. Yeah, it's it's a, it was a small regional oh, so carrier, though, so it was a that. smaller plane. Uh, it wasn't like a big jet. It was just a regional plan. There was a, that makes it okay. There was there was a story That's about a okay. there was a story about a private jet one time that was headed for the uh, the islands off the coast of Massachusetts, and uh, a man with very small hands holding yeah. a giant Tito's cocktail said, "Excuse me." That's not Nantucket. That's Martha's Vineyard you're about to land on. I can't step what foot is, on that island. What yeah. is your problem with somebody getting on a... F- how else, I have no problem. How else would you get there? The ferry. Oh, there's a ferry. Well, no, people take the ferry. Yeah. I like the ferry. I, I don't have a problem with you flying to Nantucket. <laughs> okay. I have a problem with you flying over Martha's Vineyard and being like... Oh, the blue-collar upscale people. Mm. Oh, Martha's Martha's, Vineyard's a working-class island. Martha's Martha's Vineyard. Ernie, how do you have an estate on Martha's Vineyard? How haven't you moved to Nantucket? How haven't you moved to Ack yet? It is. When you've just... I mean, it's a nice island. The, yeah. the vineyard. Did you put? Did it's, you just put it, finger quotes in there verbally? It's, it's, Martha's Vineyard it's, it's, is a nice island. I stopped there once on the way to Nantucket. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's, uh-huh. it's a little, it's a, a little more relaxed. Yeah. Maybe here the atmosphere is. You should stop uh, by right. Native Earth Farm if you ever get there. You can go pet <laughs> the animals. You leave them a little ten dollar donation. You can wander around with the goats. It's fun. All right, it is 8.09, and this is WAAF-FM and HD1 Westboro, Boston, WEEI HD2 Lawrence, and WWBX HD2 Boston. And now, it's your turn to talk, as the Hillman Morning Show presents Hill Mail. Hey, kids, I won't be in today. Annie's taking me to the Northeast Men's Clinic. It's falling. On WAAF. <laughs> I told you. I'll take a picture of it on my iPhone. That's no, no, no. all right. Uh, today's Hillmill voicemail messages are brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. Reach out to them today and learn more about their spring into savings program. Because you listen to this show and this station, you're going to get 10% off a brand new metal roof. EastCoastMetalRoofing.com. That's EastCoastMetalRoofing.com. Quick call here from Kevin, and then we're going to play your Hill Mill voicemail messages back. Yes, Kevin. You know, it, it's funny how LB criticizes the pilots, but you can't give a decent sports report. Well, I love you, kid. Uh, uh, I love you, kid. I love you. <laughs> I mean, pilots should have Googled it. The sports report at six was seven was pretty good. I thought it was. I thought it was bad. Again, you get what you get. I thought it was pretty good. You get what you get. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm totally pissed off at your sports report. I never watch sports, 
but I need to know what happened. Okay. All right. Right now, for you, the very best Hillmail voicemail messages that have been left for us over the previous 24 hours. Thursday, 7.07 a.m. You know, when somebody was asking if you had built one of those ramps for LB at your home in Maine for the beach, <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder, does LB have one of those one-piece male uh, bathing suits? <laughs> Circa oh. 1923, yes. oh. sporting a handlebar mustache. And yes. message. Like a gentleman, handsome John, or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, <laughs> handsome Jim. To, <laughs> What, what, he used what, to barehanded uh, knuckle right. his way through a the... A pugilist. Uh, <laughs> he was a pugilist. There it is right there. Hey, it's gentlemen. And now, a rare footage of gentleman Lyndon Byers fighting another man at a bathhouse. In, uh, where it, uh, it's round 57. <laughs> when, uh, what's the date on the event? June 1st. Uh, so I got time. I'm going to grow it out. Uh, I'm going to grow out the Your mustache. Oh, you going to grow out the mustache? Yeah, and I'll shave uh, it off, and I'll wear that suit. I'll listen, order that suit. Um, oh, my God. The beach cornhole tournament, the second one, is going to be it's incredible. I, yeah. There's 100 teams now. I know. We've bumped it up to 100 teams. Awesome. It's a double elimination. It's going to be all-day extravaganza. Food from the Brunswick. Mm -hmm. Band outside. Mm -hmm. Just make plant. Book a room now. Yeah. You can get a room up in OOB for like... Seventy-nine bucks, and what? it has, and the place has magic fingers. That, that, oh. that and that a communal and a communal uh, bathtub. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. that, that hotel is mm -hmm. amazing. Which it's, one? The Brunswick. The Brunswick. One? Oh, the one right at the Brunswick. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably. Sold Are there out, like other places around there to oh, stay? Oh yeah, there's okay. a there's yeah. hundred hotels. Yeah. Oh okay, good. You could go to the Alouette. Okay. Uh, which is uh, obviously a French uh, Canadian type of place, mm. but there's. I a think lot. I'm going to wait until Stan makes his reservation and then see where there's, he stays uh, and stays someplace else. There's a couple, uh, <laughs> uh, a couple places in Ocean Park uh -huh. uh, where you could get a room. Um, I heard There's, one with a brand new, uh, very uh, stylish metal roof. Uh, say, well, that, that I might be able to stand a guest place room. Is, that place is full up. Ah, uh, damn. Full up. Thursday, eight. 32 a.m. I'm not a painter. I'm just a man who paints. End of message. <laughs> we learned yesterday that some would like the immediate cease and desist of the use of the term cyclist when referring to those who ride a bicycle because mm -hmm. it dehumanizes them. Right. They're supposed to be called person on a bicycle, not cyclists. Okay. 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 Thursday, 11, 19 a.m. A tradition unlike any other. Getting hammered at the baseball tavern on opening day. And go Red Sox. End of message. Go Red Sox. Jim Nance. I think Jim Nance <laughs> sent me a tweet yesterday, and he's coming to the opening day. Oh, good. Oh, oh my God, awesome. get out. Yeah, Jim Nance guy. So That's awesome. Um, we'll get some live Jim Nance guy stuff on opening nice. day <laughs> at the baseball tavern. I hope that you will join us for our annual party to kick off the home Red Sox season. It's on the 9th. Uh, Danielle should be cleared up from the uh, the the black lung by then. And, I get the black lung pop. Uh, here's a text that says the Alouette has the best breakfast in OOB. Agreed. Wow. Uh, no. Wow. No. Oh, no. oh sir, agree. yes, ex expert uh, weighing is, in. There is a little place that is located behind... Bill's Pizza. Okay. I think it's called TJ's. Okay. Where they say they serve an ex I was almost going to use the word extraordinary again. Yeah. An exquisite 
variety of eggs benedicts. Oh, there are six bar- or seven. Is it seven. a bar? An eggs benedict bar? <laughs> I'm sure you can get a bloody yeah. with your eggs. They Benny. do have. They have bloodies. They have uh, like mimosas, all those things. Perfect. But I think is it cash I, only sounds like a cash only kind uh, of place. No, it's not cash no? only. Okay. No. Okay. Um, but I believe it's called TJ's, and uh, that is the best breakfast place in in uh, in in Old Orchard. There are other great breakfast places in Portland, uh, and you can get a breakfast at the Soda Fountain in in Ocean Park, but n- not really. It's just like eggs, scrambled eggs, yeah, bacon, uh, hash browns. No, no, no sauce. That's fine. No, works. That, yeah. that works. But breakfast works like pizza in a pinch. In a pinch. Thursday, seven thirty-one p.m. You know, I lived the best life in the world. When I was uh, five years old, I dreamed of playing for the Boston Bruins, and now I'm 40-something, and, uh, you know, dream is just working four hours a day, one minute sports. End of message. <laughs> uh, texter is recommending the Waves Hotel oh. if you're looking for a place to stay for the Beach Cornhole Tournament. Mm. That's a good spot. Uh, Daniela, texter says you can stay at their house in Scarborough, uh, which is uh, Scarborough, of course, is yeah. the adopted home continent of Roger Goodell, mm-hmm. NFL mm-hmm. commissioner, mm-hmm. who may come down and join us for uh, the Beach Cornhole Tournament. Likes mm-hmm. to hang out with um, <laughs> New England Patriots fans. Oh, so, I bet he does. Uh, yeah. it, I see Roger Goodell down at the Brunswick all the time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I will. I will say the the like the Mantown Hall of Fame person is the person who flew literally for like three weeks. Uh, flew a plane banner over Roger Goodell's house oh. in uh, Scarborough, Maine, uh, informing him of what a big, gigantic douche he was. The guy probably spent, I mean, what do those plane banner things cost? they got to be a couple grand or whatever. Yeah. The guy probably spent like 10, 20 grand to fly that thing over Roger Goodell's beach for uh, almost an entire summer. <laughs> That's somebody who has issues. 4.49 a.m. Hey, kid. Yeah. I'll be from Canada here, kid. Hey, hey, kid. You need to take me as your partner on the cornhole, kid. I used to play for the Bruins. I know how to dunk that thing and dip my ice cream and chocolate. And I'll be out there, I'll be. It's me, kid. I'm, I'm always right. My compass says so, kid. End of message. Um, can you look up whether I got that wrong or not? It's JJ's. Okay, it's yeah. JJ's. Yes. I stand corrected. Close. Um, TJ. If you're up there, you just literally you're standing in front of Bill's Pizza. You go to the left and around to the side, and you'll find the entrance to JJ's. Six twenty a.m. Oh, I just moved to the city. That's much too loud. My teacup chihuahuas are very upset. They just keep shaking. This would never happen in Hamilton. End of message. Uh, Hamilton. Yeah, there's a city councilor in Boston who says the city is too loud. Enough of the outdoor festivals mm-hmm. and the college parties yeah. and the construction Simmer down. wants everybody to whisper when talking to each other. 6.26 a.m. Joe Castiglione here. Just want to remind you that half of the teams that play their first game lose. It's all about who wins the last game of the season. <laughs> End of message. I don't know. I'm not, you know me, I'm not a, I'm not a baseball guy. No. Um... You concerned? First, Mr. first game. Mr. Baseball. It's the first game. You're not concerned. They lost their first game last year. I am concerned about Chris Sale and his health. That's the main you are? concern. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe his shoulder is more banged up than they're saying it is. Yeah. I mean, 
if it's a long season, that's the thing about baseball. Right. It's yeah. 160, is it we 161 or 162? 162, we okay, got 161 yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. shut yeah. sail. Be okay. Yeah. Shut sail down, you know. We're not going to mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah. Two more losses, everybody would be off the bandwagon anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Send them down. Dicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 51 a.m. I am so happy I had to get out of my truck before LB started talking about my journey to Phoenix. End of message. <laughs> talking about what? Uh, your, you know what, which yeah, you mentioned yeah, yeah. earlier. Bitterness. Yeah. All right. Um, this is Mike on the Framingham Ford Studio line. What's up, Mike? Morning, guys. How are we doing today? How you doing, Mike? Happy, happy, happy hungover Friday. What what were you what were you drinking last night, Mike? Uh, it would be easier if I just listed what I wasn't drinking. I see. Hmm. Uh, where were you? Um, well, I live in Florida, yeah. so I would have been at the Tiki Bar. Oh, <laughs> oh. great spot. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm guessing there was was there some kind of a happy hour, like a Thursday happy hour thing? Um, I was a little late for happy hour, but doesn't matter. I made all the hours that I was there very, very happy. <laughs> all right. I respect it, kid. <laughs> so Anyways, yeah. I, I, I love that, that uh, LB's greatest moment. Um, the funny thing is, is he's kind of like giving the pilots crap about going to the wrong airport when they were told to go to the wrong airport. Yes. But how many times have you guys had like an off-site uh, broadcast at like Ernie Box House, and LB ends up going to like Quincy or Gardner or something. <laughs> yes, dozens. <laughs> it's happened many times. It has. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't get a written report, and we don't do a preview of the report as pilots all together with the flight Thanks. controller. Guys. You're right, dude. No, I got you. LB. You're right. We just thank tell God, you where to thank, go. Yeah. yeah. The moral. Of, the moral of the story is: thank God, LB is not a pilot. Uh, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, here yes. we go. No. Here we go. Now, my uncle Wes used to build mm-hmm. uh, schools for the Indians in northern Saskatchewan, oh, uh-huh. and we used to fly a twin otter. Uh huh. And the pilot let me fly the twin otter multiple times. Mm-hmm. And you're still here. <laughs> and I'd flown, uh, I'd flown uh, a plane to the Cape. Really? Wow. Yeah. I fl- w- were I flew, you awake? I flew Cape Air <laughs> multiple times as well. <clears throat> I'm guessing that you were on one side of the plane, all <laughs> everybody else on the other. Well, no, that's we the way be, they do it on We're going to send Air. the luggage separately. Weight uh, distribution, was, yeah. no man. That's what they call it. Guaranteed that when they asked what you weighed, you lied. Yep. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That was when I was felt. I was, <laughs> that was when I was playing. I was only 205. LB, like, they said, okay, we need to get your weight. All right, we have to do a kid count now. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Red Sox are in last place Yep. Uh, this morning. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of bums. I hate yeah. them. Overpaid millionaires. Boy, it just spiraled out of control last night. <laughs> Coming up in about 10 or 15 minutes, we will be joined in the studio by psychic medium Matt Frazier, who is a frequent guest on our program, and Matt can put you in touch with a departed loved one. And so his visits to our show are, I think, extremely compelling, and some find them to be controversial, but um, if you have a relative or a friend that is sure. uh, no longer walking this uh, mortal coil, mm-hmm. then you certainly can call and talk to Matt when he gets here, 
in about 10 minutes. This is Eric. Hello, Eric. Yo. Yo. <laughs> What's up, Eric? I just wanted to know, uh, you know, the pilots got lost. LB, when you lost a Fiat that you rented in Boston, why did you use the compass to find it, bro? <laughs> What did I lose? Oh my God. You lost the Fiat. the Fiat. Remember? You were at Daisy's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When someone allegedly moved it. <laughs> yep. When you were in the bathrobe. <laughs> no, I just... It was uh, a tiny little car, and somebody parked uh, behind me legally. Oh, it was too small which, to see. Which, which, yeah, well, it, they are. They're tiny. Okay. <laughs> um, the Bart, Fiat Barts. Yes. I want to buy one. I believe that I promised at this time... We would get to the next episode of horny elderly smokes on Tinder with uh, with, our host, really? with our with our host Why? with our host really? with our host Mike Shue. Come on, uh, there is a an elderly woman who is in the news because she has been sharing the success that she has had on Tinder of late. That's terrifying. Um, and this woman. Uh, her name is Hattie Retroage. Hattie. Hattie. How, how, old, how old is Hattie? You're turning shoe on. 82. Yeah, she's 82. She's not interested in having a relationship. Okay. She's just in it for the sex. She just wants to smash. Yep. At 80, God love her. She, 82 years old, and she's still, all she wants is to smash. She's okay. been single since she got divorced 35 years ago. Did you say shingle? Shingle. <laughs> she's single. Did you say shingles? Shingle. Oh. home. Um, yeah. she said that she has sex three times a week and no man has ever turned her down because they just love her body. The three, th three times a week. Yep. The youngest Daddy. guy she's hooked up with was 39. What? A 39 year old? Usually she goes out with guys in their fifties. In their fifties. Yeah. I wonder if they're doing it just out of a, like a morbid curiosity. No disrespect to Hattie. They're but bringing the loop. No, uh, no. We, she might have unlike a, myself, there are people who actually like elderly porn. <laughs> Uh, she might think, have a great rack, though. What but, if she, you know, she does aerobics every day. Mm. Well, I, I will probably tweet some kind of a link to Hattie on my Twitter feed. What, do we have audio from her? We do, yes. Okay, here she is. No surgery, no shots. This is it, dear. We're going to redefine old because rather than taking their definition of old, time passes. So I don't care. Call me old. So to be the standard bearer of lifelong youth and sexuality. Oh, amazing. Wow. I mean, what's her last name? Uh, retroage. I don't know if it's retroage and that's what her name is or it's retro age and she's making a joke. Oh, ah, I can't tell. Good call. So I went with the weird pronunciation because I thought it sounded nicer. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's called. She calls herself the Cougar Granny. Oh, God. And she reveals how she has never been rejected. I got a picture of her in a pool. Oh, uh, thanks. It looks like it's in Florida. And of I am... course it is. I bet she lives at the villages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have the social media music? Because I need just a moment to tweet this. Um, all right. For those who are curious, I'm going to share a link on my Twitter feed. Hold on a moment. Hattie, Hattie, come inside. It's going to rain. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. <laughs> Hattie, where's my raincoat, if you know what I mean? No. Uh, okay. Uh, that has now been tweeted for you on my Twitter feed, Greg Hill, WAAF. If you would like to go right now, you can see Hattie on my Twitter feed. To follow me on Twitter, it's Greg Hill, WAAF. And. 
to follow me on Instagram and, and give me the like, uh, it is Greg Hill 107 And my main focus on both of those platforms is to keep you up to date with everything that we are talking about on this show and with the Greg Hill Foundation and uh, and all the rest of it. So I hope you give me a follow, and I'm, uh, I, may, I may indeed give you the follow back. Matt Frazier, Psychic Medium, connecting you with those that you have lost in your life next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, welcome back to our studio. Matt Frazier, psychic medium, who joins us from time to time on this program. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Happy Friday. Same to you. Um, You are here to connect the listeners with their departed loved ones. Absolutely. Um, And you know what's... I actually brought my dad with me today, too. Oh, you, you oh. did? I did, yeah. Really? This is the first time. And it, the funny part is, is that he came to see you, not to see me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a believer in uh, psychics and mediums. What, your dad isn't? He is not. He's there, a big... There's a lot of skeptics. It, he's one of them. He no. doesn't... He's not... I don't know if it's that he freaks him out or that he's just unsure about it, but he's definitely, you know, afraid. At what age did you realize you had uncanny psychic abilities? So I'm told around four because that's when my mom started to realize that I was speaking to people that weren't there because uh-huh. I literally when I went to bed, I would see, you know, ghosts in the room and spirits coming to me. And it yeah. was crazy because yeah. when you're that young, you don't realize that you're psychic. You don't realize that you have an ability. Yeah. I just thought that the house was haunted or where I was going was haunted. <laughs> I never knew that it was something that was connected to me. So your mom is a believer. Yeah, my mom's that, a medium as well. That oh, she is. Yeah, but she never did it professionally, Greg. It wasn't yeah. something that you know we went around and did out of the out of our house or at tea rooms or whatever. My grand my grandmother was a medium, and so was my mom. But they only did it for close friends and family members. You know, LB is a psychic large, not a <laughs> not a psychic medium, uh, psychic, psychic extra Too large. large. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you call the Framingham Ford Studio line six one seven seven six four nine two two three, then. Matt will see what he can do for you when it comes to connecting. And it is Donna who is up first this morning. Hello, Donna. Hi. Say hi to Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. All right, so there's a couple of different souls that I'm hearing on the other side um, when I'm connecting. Because the moment that I hear a caller, I start to hear loved ones that have passed. First of all, who passed in tragedy? Um, my brother. So no, it's his way of acknowledging that he's stepping forward because I had this young male here and he kept saying, I need to let my sister know that I'm okay, which is his way of just acknowledging to me because anytime I hear I'm okay, I'm okay. It's their way of letting us know that they made it safe and at peace to the, uh, that they're safe and at peace and they made it to the other side. The first thing that I'm hearing when I'm connecting with him is he talks about clothing. So do you have shirts of his or clothing that he wore? Mm, No. He's acknowledging that when I'm connecting. So that's either going to be something that the family has or that the family is kept of his here in the physical world. Was he just young when he departed? Yes, he was. Because he keeps talking, when I'm connecting with him, he's showing me like when he was born, which is his way of acknowledging that he either died shortly afterwards or he passed 
um, he passed of complications because of birth. Do you understand that? Um, no, he committed suicide. Here in the physical? Mm-hmm. Why, when I connect with him, he showed me that there was issues of him growing up, and even when he was younger. And I also felt that there was some medical issues that were going on with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I know what he's trying to show me. When I'm connecting with him, he actually shows me that there was bipolar issues that he was going through. Oh, my God, yes. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about from birth. When they show me visions wow. of being a child and the next year growing up with this, this is something that your brother just didn't develop. It's something yeah. that he's always had. And he's showing me that when he was a kid, he never felt, because he's showing me from the moment that he was born, that he never felt like he was a regular or normal kid. Do you understand that? Yes. He even shows me like there was also show, social issues that he was having. He's showing me that there were times where your family would bring him to the playground and try to get him to play with other kids and try to get him to interact with other kids. And he just wouldn't do it. He'd always be very standoffish and always prefer to be alone. Do you understand that? Yes, very your, much. Your brother's stepping forward today because he knows, the, what, he knows that you're still angry with him. I'm not angry at all. <laughs> he tells me that you are. And he no, says to me that one of... Th- I'm not angry with him at all. He tells me that when he passed... That literally there's been this black cloud that's been over you and over the whole family because we're so upset about his passing. Because well, we your family upset, yes. Your family it was very sudden. Your family tried to help him and help him and help him and they helped him and they felt like they could have prevented this. When I'm connecting with your brother, he says to me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and that he needs to let you know that. He okay. talks about they were trying to get him to a doctor, trying to get him to see the doctor. Yes. Do you understand that? Yes. Because he shows me about him being pulled back and forth. And for the longest time, like from he, when he was a kid, he shows me that your family always had a strong support system around him. Very much. And he says to me, I want to thank you for that. But when oh, I was here, great. I never did. He was so afraid of being judged. And your brother shows me that he put his walls up high and that he pushed everybody out. Yeah. And he's acknowledging that. But this wow. was, he says, I was born like this. And that's what he's trying to acknowledge. He just Amazing. said to me, happy birthday. Whose birthday is it? Uh... I don't, I don't know. He's Come saying on. happy birthday to me, so it's either just coming up or, or just passed. Uh, I mean, my, my youngest son was just in January. Was it, what, what month are we in now? March. 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 <laughs> March. I think it has to be right around this time because he's acknowledging it, unless, acknowledging it unless it was around the time that he had passed. No, it's his way of just bringing that through. And more importantly, your brother just says to me that he wants to thank you for the way that you stepped up to the plate to take care of the family and try to repair, repair things since his passing. Oh, okay. He says if there's one thing that he wants you to know is that he wishes that he would have been closer with you here in this world. Yeah. He says, and I wish, just, wish that I would have gotten to spend time with you to express myself. And I wish that I would have gotten to form that bond with you. He yeah. says, but I had this thing that was blocking me. He says it was like a pressure that I felt every single day. I just felt like I didn't belong. He says, so I want to let you know that I'm not mad at you. I'm not, a, I'm not mad at the family. I'm not mad at mom. I'm not mad at, at, at dad. And he's telling me the one thing that he wants you to know is that he does regret this because there were so many different streams of support that was there. He says, I just didn't realize that they were there for me. Yeah. Oh, Donna, thank you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I All hope right. this helped you today. Okay. Yes, it did. Thank you. Right. This is Kelly with Matt Frazier. Hello, Kelly. Hi. Hi. I'd like to connect with my son, uh, who died October 23rd, 2015. Okay. John. And what was your name? My name is Kelly O'Brien. Oh, hi, Kelly. And did your dad also depart? My, no, I want to check with my son. No, my dad is still alive. Okay, because he's with the grandfather on the other side. So a lot of times what happens is souls will come through to show me who they're there with or who they're connecting. He keeps telling me he's with the grandfather when I'm connecting with him. My father-in-law. Perfect. So no, and were they very close here in the physical world? No. 
Okay. So I don't know if the, if it's just that the father-in-law passed before him or what it was, but know when they come through together. It's their way of acknowledging because sometimes we're left with who are, who are our loved ones with? Are they with somebody on the other side? Are they there alone? And even if they weren't close with the person or did not connect with the person here in the physical world, they'll still be with them. So know what's your I son's want- way... What? I just wanted to know what happened. Um, up Hold on, wait a minute. Let me let me tell you. I haven't gotten okay. there yet. <laughs> now, listen, I get a, I get. It's it's not like a slot machine. You can't just like like you know expect things to come out. I got to ask okay. them. Yeah. What happens is, is I'm listening and I'm asking your son's question. Your son questions. Okay. And the first thing that he's showing me when I'm connecting with him is that he shows me that he is trying to lay out on the line what had happened and what had taken place. And he shows me when I'm connecting with him that you still feel like someone's responsible or that somebody could have saved him. Because yes. he's acknowledging that. And who was trying to wake him up? Uh, that would be me. I found him. So you found him and you were trying to... Because all of a sudden, he kept showing me the visions of trying to wake him up. And I kept saying, wake up, wake up. But your son had already passed. Do you understand that? I do. He says to me, I want you to know that I love you. And more importantly, I'm going to be honest with you. Your son is taking responsibility for his passing when I'm connecting with him. Okay. He shows me when I'm connecting that there was an addiction or there were things in his system when I'm speaking to him. Because uh, he's acknowledging that. He says, and yeah. he wants to let you know, because the first thing he says to me is that I lied to my mom. Mm. And he says, I need to let my mom know that I'm sorry. Because you were on him all the time. And your son wants to thank you. Because every time that he fell down, you were right there to lift him back up. And he's acknowledging uh-huh. that. He says, uh-huh. you stood by me. You were there for me. He says, even though I used to get in trouble all the time, because he's acknowledging that. <laughs> and he also, where was the police issues or the issues with the police with him? Uh, there was there was a couple minor, minor things. Because he says, let my mom know that I can't get arrested in heaven. <laughs> and he's acknowledging that. <laughs> and you know, the funny part is, is that you got to know that when your loved ones pass, they have the same personality as when they did here in the physical world. And your son is such a jokester because he's like, I can't believe he says that I'm talking to my mom right now. And I can't believe he says that I'm able to talk to her like this. And he's acknowledging that. And he tells me that, that you used to get all upset with him all the time for smoking. Because he's uh, acknowledging that. Yeah. Because he's smoking the silly smoke on the other side when I'm connecting with him. <laughs> but do you do you smoke as well? No, I, I, I used to smoke when I drank, but I do neither anymore. Because he says to me, you know, she used to, he says she used to get mad at me and she was upset with me, but she used to do the same thing. And your son is acknowledging that. He yeah. says, Mom, he says, I thought that I was invincible. He says, I thought that nothing was ever going to touch me. And I'm sorry, he says, this had happened. He actually shows me that this was something new. He just started doing this or just, like, I felt like he took a break from drugs or from doing things. And the next thing you know, he was, he started again. Do you understand that? He, he yes, he met this girl who wasn't, she drugged him. Um, and I, I found him hanging in my closet when I come home. Oh, so no, it's his way of acknowledging that. Listen, you got to know. And is that why? Because when I see him, did you try to pull him down or pull your son down? I tried to kept on trying to pick him up and untie him. I should have just went and got scissors and cut him down, but I was just trying to. He was a big kid. I just tried to pick him up and untie him. He and, says um, he says to me that that's when I said to you beforehand, and he was talking about you thinking somebody was responsible or feeling like it was responsible. Your son says to me, "I want you to know that I was not in my right mind." He didn't know what he was doing at the time. No. You know, he shows me there were toxins in his system. That systems there were things in his system. And that's what he's acknowledging. And he says to me, I want you to know that it had nothing to do with you. But he doesn't want you to hold on to the girlfriend, hold the girlfriend responsible. That's not what this is about. He says, I made my own choices. And there's one other thing. He keeps talking about a necklace when I'm connecting. Do you have a necklace that you wear in memory of him? 
Um, I have a, um, his thumbprint that they took before he before they buried him. His thumbprint, and I have it um, on a necklace around my neck. Really? Perfect. Wow. So you took wow. your son's thumbprint and you wear that every day. I do, and his his um, one of his good friends, Tony Nuzzo, um, made a really nice necklace for me with his pictures and everything. So know that when you hold on to that necklace and you have that thumbprint and you have your son's picture and you touch that necklace and you hold on to that, he says, know that I'm right there. He says, you tried your hardest to save me from the world. He says, and I want you to know that it wasn't your fault because he's acknowledging that. He wants you to know that he loves you. He is safe and at peace and that he is with you. I hope this helped you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Matt Frazier, psychic medium. Yes. Here with us. And this is Mike. Hello, Mike. How you doing, guys? What's up, Mike? Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Did your dad depart? Yes. I just heard I'm the father. So when you just came in and I heard your voice, I just kept hearing, I'm the, I'm the father, I'm the father. So know that that's your dad's way of acknowledging that he's here and letting you know yep. that he's right with you. You know, the okay. first thing that your dad wants you to know is about how proud he is of you because he's showing that to me when I'm connecting with him. And more importantly, he shows me about the way, uh, was he handy here in this world? He keeps showing me like tools and tools and tools. Yes. Because, and do you still have tools of your dad's? Uh, I do not. Okay. Because where's the toolbox? He wants to talk about the toolbox or the tools. I feel like that he's, he either taught you with tools or used to work on tools with your dad here in the physical world. Yeah, I used to work with my dad yeah, when I was younger. Those are the times that your dad's remembering. Because he shows me that when you work together and when you had tools together, when you're in in houses and building things, those were the times that your dad loved. He shows me that you weren't just his son, you were his best friend. And he's acknowledging that to me. But your dad also shows me that there was an illness that was going on with him that he was hiding or that he didn't want anyone to know about. Do you understand that? Yes, I do. Because when I'm connecting with him, he says, my son is so upset that I didn't tell him. And he's so upset that we didn't know that my father was as sick as he was. Do you understand that? Yes. But your father said to me, I hated doctors. I hated pills. I hated medications. I wasn't going to do it. Yep. And he says to me that you all tried to get him to go to the doctors or tried to pull him to the doctors. And what's with the ambulance ride? He's talking about the ambulance ride? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe that- a car accident that happened shortly before he passed. Oh, and then he was brought to the ambulance? Yes. So that's what he's acknowledging, because I felt like that was his last ride. Like he had, was, was put into the back of an ambulance. That's the last thing that they're showing me in visions. Because you got to remember, I don't know your life. I don't go home and, fa- and Facebook this or Google this. I have no idea, especially yeah. when people are calling in. So what they do is it's like a jigsaw puzzle. They show me fast images. And your dad showed me that I saw the slamming of the ambulance doors, and you never got to say goodbye to him. So even though he passed in tragedy, he was sick on the inside. You understand that? Yes. And he says to me, I struggled with this. So I want you to know that even though he passed in tragedy here in the physical world or passed when driving the car, it's your dad's way of letting you know, I knew that I was sick. That's why he was spending time with you. He was giving things away. Oh, and there's one other thing. He keeps talking about the wallet. The wallet. Do you have his wallet or his ID cards? I, I don't. Because he's acknowledging that, that that's something that he wanted you to have. So I don't know if that's what your mom has or that's what's kept in the family. Anytime spirits or souls bring up things, it's things that we kept or things that we held on to mm. that are important to us. So know it's his way of bringing that up. There's mm. also something okay. else. Hold on one second. I'm also hearing of um, the dog that passed. Did you just lose the dog? No. There's no. a dog that's with your dad that's on the other side. He, he, lo- he lost a couple of dogs in his life, yeah, that he was very attached to. So know mm. that they would be, be um, with him because he's showing me the dogs, which is his way. Well, he's actually showing me one in particular. 
Um, it looked like it was like it looks like it was a boxer when I'm connecting with him. Was there a boxer mix? Um, no, Rottweilers. Rottweilers. Because he's showing me this dog when I'm connecting with him, which is his way. Because you can remember, even your pets make it to the other side. Don't ask me if it's a boy or girl. I didn't look underneath. But it's his way of acknowledging that that soul would also be with him. And more importantly, that they're together on the other side. Your dad wants you to know that even though you didn't get to say goodbye, it's okay. He says, I know the love that you felt for me every single day. And more importantly, you feel your dad around you and you feel his presence there. I do. Because he right. tells me that there's times when you talk with him or you speak to him and know that that's real. So when you're feeling your dad, it's his way of validating that he's right with you and by your side. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. You're very welcome. Right. I hope this helped you. All right. Um, Matt Frazier is here. This is Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. What's up, Jennifer? Um, not much. How are you guys? Good. Say hi to Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good, Jennifer. How are you? I'm all right. Um, first of all, I want to talk about the child that passed. Um, uh, that might be my um, husband's uh, sister. Yep. So was she just a little girl, like young when she passed, like three or four? Yeah, she was two. Okay. Because know that one of the things is that you got to remember when you're married, I'll get both sides of the family. Both souls will, will come through for, for the other side. And she's stepping forward. Do you know if she was like buried in a communion dress? Um, I'm not sure. Or a white dress, because she's twirling around in this white dress when I'm connecting with her, which is her way of acknowledging that she's here. She, she may have been. I kept hearing my head, my head. Hmm. What, did she, did she, do you know if she lost oxygen or she lost consciousness before her passing? Um, I'm pretty sure she, um, died in my husband's arms, <sighs> and I, I'm not sure exactly. You gotta know that when, what happens is, is that, souls try to reach us any way that they possibly can right and me as a medium you could remember that you might call in looking to hear from someone specific but sometimes the other side will use you as a messenger so if right. there's somebody that they can't get in touch with or someone that they're trying to connect with they will so in this situation she's trying to get in touch with your husband and she's using you because your husband would be somebody who would never call into the station exactly. you know never get a reading and more importantly would never consult a medium do you understand no that? he's very reluctant i think he's out of out of fear but you got to know that his sister is telling me that she's stepping forward because she's trying to reach him. She says okay. to me, this is the hardest thing that anyone could ever have to go through, is literally her dying in, in his arms. But she says to me that she wants, because do you know if she was brought to the hospital beforehand? She had, gone, she sick? She, she had gone to the hospital because she was sick, and then they had brought her home, and that's where she passed. She kept saying to me, I wasn't supposed to die like this. I wasn't supposed to die like this. No, it, you know when, and she keeps telling me she had like this crazy fever. You know when like somebody has like, almost like, what, what, I keep feeling like I'm burning up, almost like when somebody's got scarlet fever or they right. have like a... Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she had had, um, had a fever, yeah. Because I keep feeling like I'm burning up and then next thing you know, like I keep seeing everyone coming over with thermometers and she says, I thought I just had a cold and we yeah. were told that I had like a cold. We did, like, I, I felt like it was yeah, they didn't. They definitely, they didn't think it was anything. They just thought it was like a stomach bug or something like, you know, like they didn't think it was anything that would potentially kill her. No. Hmm. That's what it is. Hmm. Your, hus your husband and the family was getting ready to take her back to the hospital when she died. But they never got that chance. <laughs> And that's that why might, she's that stepping forward. Case, yeah. What? Yeah, that, that may, have, may have been the case. I think maybe the plan was to have taken her back if she had gotten worse. Because I think that's what the doctors had told them at the hospital. 
they're they're not they're acknowledging that because i felt like she like when when every spirit shows me timelines like i felt it was like a wednesday and she passed on the friday because i saw that one of the things was that they were waiting to see if because i kept seeing that she was on a bunch of medication they were trying to wait for the medication to kick in they were on the phone with the doctors and like i said she kept saying i wasn't supposed to die like this i wasn't supposed to die like this yeah but there was a mistake that was made when they sent her home and that's why she's she's coming through. Yeah, they they actually ended up filing a malpractice suit against the doctor. So know that it's her way of acknowledging that she wants to thank you all for the justice that you brought to her, because you you made them think twice, and made doctors the doctor think twice about you know any other child that came in there with with a similar illness. So even though you couldn't save me, she says you did what you had to do, and she wants to thank your husband because this is something that he's been that that has hurt him so bad, mm-hmm. having to go through that. But she yep. says that she wants to let you know that, that he's lucky to have you and lucky to have you within his life because she is like a guardian angel that watches over all of you every single day. Mm-hmm. So know that one of the things is that this is why your husband had to grow up so quickly. He's taken on so much responsibility. He wanted a family of his own. He wanted to start a, a family himself because there was such a tragedy that he faced at such an early age. But know that it's her way of acknowledging that she is okay. She is safe and at peace. And she is at rest because she just showed me um, a baby casket being lowered into the ground, which is always my symbol for the fact that she is okay. Mm-hmm. She's in, she is in her resting place, and more importantly, that she's watching over all of you. Jennifer, thank you for calling. Thank you very much. And that's the hardest thank thing you, is yeah. that sometimes things happen mm-hmm. that we can't control. We bring our loved ones to the, to the doctors just like they did. And, you know, they thought, oh, well, she's got a cold. She's going to get better. It's going to be okay. Right. And then next you know that person passes and we're left with the should have, could have, would have. Well, maybe I should have kept her at the hospital. Maybe I should have insisted no. that she went there. Do you have time for a few more? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Psychic medium Matt Frazier is here, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 